Bring it in. Chase on. Down the left wing. Pass to the middle. Barry will shoot. Scores! Tyson Barry finds some room on the stick side, and the Oilers are up 3-1. to one. Three goals from defensemen tonight for the Edmonton Oilers as they hang on to beat the Ottawa Senators 3-2. So the Oilers 4-0 against the Sens in, a last, in the last week and a half. And finally, Edmonton gets above 500 for the first time all season. They're now 8-7. Ottawa, man, they are having it rough. They are now 2-11-1. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight, 10 minutes before 8, along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins on Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Well, Rob... He had a tough night on Saturday, goaltender Miko Koskinen, but what a bounce-back performance tonight. He winds up making 40 saves. The Oilers needed him. I mean, they were outshot 30-10 over the last two periods. Ottawa maybe deserved a better fate, but Koskinen able to hold the fort. Okay, we'll have to connect with Rob, but Koskinen, a big story tonight. The first one went in. 26 seconds into the game, Connor Brown with a deflection, and maybe we were thinking, oh, no, is this going to be another rough one for Koskinen? But after that, I mean, the only goal he allowed was a Dodonoff breakaway goal early in the third period. So he was huge tonight, Rob. He was, and he was a difference in the hockey game. Uh, one team got fantastic goaltending, and one team got horrible goaltending. And at the end of the night, usually the team that has the good goaltending is going to win the hockey game, and Koskinen needed a bounce back. We were just talking with Bob with the fact that uh, for the first 13 games or 12 games of the season, Koskinen knew he was going in each and every night. There wasn't a competition. Smith coming back from injury, he, he set the bar last night. He was he was very, very good in his game. So now you've got to earn your ice time. you got to earn the net. So Koskinen knew coming into this game that he was going to have to be better. Now, having said that, for the first time uh, this year, he has gotten rest, and he came into a game rested, and it makes a difference. He's a guy that when... Uh, he gets, you know, plays a couple games, get a couple day, days off. He's, he's a capable goaltender at this level. He wasn't capable of carrying the mail over and over and over again like he did at the start of the season. But tonight, he was very good. He made a number of big saves. And, uh, yeah, I agree. The Ottawa Senators deserved a much better fate. And this is probably one of the first times that we can remember in a long time where an Edmonton goalie stole a game for them. And Koskinen did tonight. Yeah, Edmonton takes it 3-2, so they will move on now to finish up the road trip on Thursday against the Montreal Canadiens. And interesting for Edmonton tonight, I mean, McDavid and Dreisaitl have their point streak snapped after 10 games each. They they had chances to extend them with that empty net, but, but couldn't come through. But goals from the defense tonight. Nurse scores his fifth of the season, Bouchard gets his first of the year, and Tyson Berry gets his second of the year. Well, the Oilers need their defensemen to jump up in the play. And one of the things that we've seen in the past number of years in the NHL is the league going more towards skill and puck moving on the back end. Guys that can jump up in the play and make plays. The Oilers went out and got Tyson Berry because of what he's capable of doing with the puck on his stick, how he can create plays, how he can jump up, how he can be part uh, of the offense with the offensive players that the Oilers already have. And, the Bouchard, everyone talked about when is he going to get his chance because we want to see what he's capable of doing when he's got the puck on his stick. And those guys uh, were very good tonight. And simple plays, putting pucks on net. None of those shots that they threw on net uh, would normally go in against a goaltender that's playing well. 
but they got pucks through. They got pucks in, in, into where they needed them to be, so it created a scoring chance. If they weren't in the net, they were going to be rebounds or tips. So the goal, the goals that the Oilers are getting from the back end is a plus because this is something that the Oilers have certainly lagged with with the last couple of years. All right, courtesy Mattress Superstore. Give them five minutes and they'll give you the best sleep of your life. Take the Sleepology body scan and take the guesswork out of buying a mattress. Here is Evan Bouchard. Um, I think we're feeling pretty good. Uh, we know we'll take the points as they come. Every point that we can uh, we can get is huge. So coming in uh, on the road, getting uh, four points is uh, it's really big for us here. How about your comfort level? You know, it seems like in the offensive zone, uh, you know, you're finding time and space and making good plays. And how are you feeling? Things are coming in the D zone as well for you overall. I think overall it's going pretty good. Um, you know, it took a little bit of time to uh, to adjust, but I think uh, you know as the games go on, you start to feel more and more comfortable. And uh, you know, overall, I think uh, everything's going uh, going pretty good. Next question, Jim Matheson, Post Media. Uh, Evan, a couple of things. Uh, have you always had the ability to change the angle on your shots? Because, you, you know, it wasn't a ripper from the point, but you changed the angle and you scored your goal. I, I think that's uh, one, of, one of the keys to, uh, you know, getting the puck through is changing the angle. You know, blockers are uh, so good at this at this level. Um, so I think uh, you really have to work on you know, changing it up, making it tough on uh, on the forwards coming out at you. And three goals by the defenseman. You actually had seven shots in the first period, first two periods by the defenseman, and he scored three goals. So it's a pretty good percentage. I presume in today's NHL game, it can't always be McDavid and, and Dreisaitl getting the points. The defenseman chipping in for goals, that's very important. Yeah, when you can get help from the uh, from the back end, it helps a lot. Um, you know, I think if we can uh, continue to put shots on that, it's going to go uh, pretty good for us. If we can contribute on the on the back end, you know, we got a lot of firepower up front, so it's really going to uh, help the team out. Thank you. Next question, Derek Van Deese, Post Media. Yeah, I mean, just want to ask you about how tough is it to beat a team four times in, in five, in, you know, the five games you played, you beat them four times. Is that, regardless of who you're playing, how, how big of an accomplishment is that? Uh, yeah, it's huge for us. Um, you know, teams are going to, start to adjust when you play them nine, ten times in a season, you know, they're going to start to figure out your tendencies. Games are going to start to tighten up, and it's really going to become, uh, you know, much more of a rivalry and of a battle. So um, when you can get take uh, no points off a team and continue to win from a win off a team, then it's really going to help you out in the long run. I also want to ask about the competition for spots, you know, with the taxi squad, and there's a lot of guys that can play on the back end now. What, How does that help your game, just knowing that, a spot's not guaranteed on the blue line anymore for for a lot of you guys. Yeah, it really pushes you and uh, you know guys that aren't in the lineup to to be the best that you can be. And I think uh, you know if you're you're pushing hard and um, you know it's probably going to go go good for you. And uh, you know it's just going to help the team out in the end. So I think the the inner competition is really good for the team. Tony Brothers TV. Evan, Jim already mentioned the three goals from the defenseman today, but you guys right now are tied to the league lead with goals from defensemen with 11 with Montreal. You guys have won five of your last six games. When you guys contributed like that on the back end, what does that do for your confidence level, knowing that you're chipping in offensively? Uh, it helps a lot, not just, um, you know, on the back end, but I think it helps the forwards out too, um, knowing that, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get shots through to the net and, uh, you know, try to help uh, contribute in any way that we can. But when you, uh, you know, get goals from the defense, I think it's just, uh, you know, an extra bonus for the team. Uh, can you also talk about the play of Miko Koskinen tonight, 40 of 42 saves? 
Yeah, he was stellar. Um, you know, he's been good for us all year. So uh, for him to come in and make uh, the big saves that he did, and you know, his, his puck moving was uh, really good today. It just helps out that much more. And I think he was uh, really good for us today. Jim Matheson, Post Media. Uh, one question for you, Evan. Did your team spend a little too much time in your end in the last two periods? Because they had uh, 30 shots and you only had 10 in the last two periods. And while you, you know, it was one of those, you know, you bent but you didn't break sort of uh, efforts because you got good goaltending. Yeah, exactly. You know, like I said, Miko made the stops when we needed them. Um, definitely not, uh, you know, the shot total that we wanted uh, from... Uh, from them, but uh, you know we found a way to get the two points, and that's the uh, that's the biggest thing coming into a game is picking up. All right, that is Evan Bouchard, who scores tonight. Played 13-13, two shots on goal, also credited with four hits and a couple of blocked shots as the Oilers beat the Senators 3-2. So definitely some positives tonight, Rob, and we'll continue talking about those. But I think I got to ask you what happened over the final two periods. I, I mean, Jim Matheson referenced it. We talked about it off the top. 30 to 10 were the shots over the final two periods. Um, I mean, maybe it kind of changed when Matt Murray came into net, uh, came into the net for Ottawa about four minutes into the second period, but they had all the pressure and numerous chances to tie this game and, heck, maybe even go ahead. Yeah, no, they, they played well. Uh, we saw that in Edmonton, too. The the game where the Oilers were up was at 5-1 early, and Ottawa had a push and carried the play for a lot of the game after that. The, the Oilers just had the, the, the good first period. Ottawa has got a great work that work ethic. What they don't have is top end scoring yet. They got a couple of young players that might become that, and they haven't had a big save this year. So when they fell behind three one, it was going to be too much for them to overcome. And I think the Oilers just sat back. And you can't sit back against a team and allow it to push over and over again. And you, if you do, you see what happens tonight. So I think. Uh, the Oilers' work ethic over the final 40 minutes wasn't near what it needed to be. But when you have a when you score three early or you get the, the, the two-goal lead in the National Hockey League, that should be enough, especially against a team like Ottawa that doesn't have the high-end goal scorers. So, um, but at the end of the day, they, they got it worked, but they got the two points. That's the big thing. It's, it's not, we, we talked about, it's not easy sweeping a series. It's not easy winning four straight against the same team. Eventually, bounces should go against you. So I think that's what you're going to be excited about as an Oiler fan and as an Oiler player right now is you gained eight points against one team that has now vaulted you, uh, you know, in a, into a respectable record after a, a pretty slow start to the season for the Oilers. 3-2 Oilers victory. That means a $300 donation to 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous coming from James H. Brown and Associates Injury Lawyers. They're giving $100 for every Oilers goal throughout the season. 780-496-0063 is how you can reach us. We have Robert standing by on the open line. Hey, Robert, thanks a lot for calling, man. Go ahead. Hey, guys, how you doing? Good. Uh, you know, I think, you know, tonight I think... Uh, I th I think we need to be honest. I don't think the the Oilers tonight. I don't think I don't think they had, I don't think they had any business winning tonight. Koskinen, Koskinen flat out stole the game tonight, especially in the last two periods. The Oilers were they were they were outchanced, outworked, and then it then it then it and it looked like in uh, you know in uh, uh, you know and it looked that way on. Uh, uh, at both ends of the ice, so but, but I mean it was, it was nice to see, nice to see uh, 
uh, Kara's line step up and uh, nice to see some offense from the from the D. But uh, that leads me to one of uh, two questions. The first one is, you think do you think maybe the last two periods, you think you think it was was maybe some maybe a, maybe a little bit of fatigue setting in have it, having played three or four nights. Uh, you know, they uh, like having played three games in four nights, and and uh, and my other question is, you know, do you think uh, you, do you think uh, with the return of Mike Smith, do you think this will this will allow this will allow Koskinen to maybe be uh, I don't know if consistent is uh, too strong a word, but do you think think maybe this will allow Kos- Koskinen to be a little bit more consistent, knowing you know like uh, uh, knowing that he doesn't have to play like you know 10 or 11 12 in a row he can go in for one or two then get a then get the, then get you know two two three four days off uh, while smith plays yeah thanks robert well, yeah we'll, we'll start with the second question about the goalies that are up yeah i, I think that koskinen will be a better goalie now that he's getting rest uh, i mean that's that's a certain. Is he going to be good enough? Well, only time will tell there, but he's certainly going to be a much better goalie than he was. Just simply, he's going to get the proper rest. No goalie has played as much as he had uh, before Mike Smith got back. And, and you could see the fatigue that was settling in. And tonight, arrested Koskinen was much better. So uh, he uh, he came in and won a game for the others. That's something that the others were desperate to have. And as far as if the others were fatigued tonight, uh, there's going to be a fatigue issue for just about every game throughout the season and for all teams. So tonight it simply was uh, a game where the, they're going to have off nights. And through the last 40 minutes, they weren't as good as they had been, but they had a goaltender bail them out. They've, there's been games this year where, and we saw it a couple nights ago, where the Oilers should have won. They were the better team, but the goaltender let them down. Well, tonight... Miko Koskin had made up for that, and he won the hockey game. Yeah, you're going to need your goalie to steal a few uh, along the way. So good for Koskinen to do that tonight. 40 saves as the Oilers beat Ottawa 3-2. And I also think that Kara's performance is is a positive over the last three games, Rob. And I also thought, you know, Josh, Josh Archibald has generally been a pretty consistent player who we've seen over the last season and a bit with the Oilers. But I, I thought another good game for Archibald, he was very involved. Well, and he was snake bitten tonight too. I mean, Josh Archibald easily could have had two or three goals. He had some great opportunities tonight. He seems to be able to find himself in the right spot. He understands. He just doesn't have the trigger that uh, maybe a, a pure goal scorer would have. But he's that's why he's the constant Archibald. There's other guys that have been in and out of the lineup in the bottom six, uh, but Archibald has always got. He's always solidified himself as one of those six players because it's an honest effort every night. You know what you're getting. You're getting physicality, you're getting smart plays, you're getting block shots, and every once in a while you're chipping in with a little bit of offense. So uh, he of the six guys that rotate through, Archibald's that one safe bet, and he's a guy that you can build a line around. And when you're a coaching staff, you're trying to think, okay, we got our top two lines, but we need to have uh, a bottom six. And Okay, well, how can we build a line? Okay, well, we've got Josh Archibald. What can we build around him? Because we know that when he's on the ice, we're safe. We can trust him. What can we do to put with him to make him more effective and make the line effective? So what, as they build lines around Leon and around Connor, they also build lines around other players lower down in the lineup. And Josh Archibald is the type of player you build a line around because you know each and every night exactly what you're getting. Archibald, Ennis, and Kara all plus two. 
two assists for Kara, an assist for Archibald, who played 13-18. He did take that double minor in the second period. The Oilers killed that off. Actually, when, when you talk about zone time and offensive pressure, the Senators' four-minute power play might have been their worst uh, section of the last 35 minutes, Rob. They had the one good shot on that, but they really didn't get set up a lot over those four minutes. They didn't, and what we saw with the, the penalty kill, and this is something that Kara brings, and I know that there's uh, Kara's got a love-hate relationship with a lot of fans in Edmonton. Uh, they Sometimes they don't like the five-on-five play he brings, but his penalty killing has been excellent for the Oilers, and he's aggressive. And when he is out there killing, he, he he's a guy that if he gets the puck, he lugs it and, and kills time. And he and Nugent Hopkins have always worked well together and created havoc on the Ottawa's power play. And I can tell you from experience, when your power play starts off poorly, a four-minute or a five-minute power play, if it starts off poorly, you get frustrated. You get guys start trying to do too much then, which gets you out of your, uh, your, your, your what you're trying to, to do. What everyone knows on the ice is, is your plan. So you, all your plans go awry. And that was because of the, the start of the, power, the penalty kill for Nugent Hopkins and Kara. They got the puck into the Ottawa zone. And... When you start trying to create offense as a penalty-killing unit in the offensive zone, which those two did, no one really knows where to play. And you saw that. Nugent Hopkins and Kara almost created a scoring chance because the guys are they're, they're like bees. They're like buzzing all over the place. They have no idea what their where their spot is because you only work with five guys on a power play. You only work in the offensive zone. So uh, Kara and Nugent Hopkins and all the penalty killers, because you got to remember, Archibald was in the penalty box for four minutes. He would have been out there killing. The penalty killers did a great job for the Edmonton Oilers tonight. Again, that's a couple of games in a row. 3-2, the Oilers take it. Whenever they score five or more in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com. That's presented by Japanese Village Restaurants. Thrilled to serve you again for dine-in and takeout. Complete details, jvedmonton.ca. Okay, we got Dave Tippett coming up. Fred is up next on the phone lines. Heartland Ford, overtime open line. Now up to Kara. He'll bring it to center. Pass on the left. Archibald drops it. One-timer scores! Darnell Nurse ripped it right through Hogberg. And this game's tied at one. Darnell Nurse is fifth of the season. Oilers go on to beat the Ottawa Senators 3-2 to bump their record to 8-7 and seven on the year. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, Heartland Ford overtime open line. 10 after 8. Thanks a lot for joining us tonight. Got Calgary and Winnipeg on the old flat screen here. They are uh, early on with no score. We'll keep you updated on that one. 780-496-0063. We have Fred standing by. Hey, Fred, thanks for calling. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Uh, well, the orders were 3-6 and six not long ago, and I think it was you, Rob, saying, hey, you got Ottawa coming up for four games, and your games you should win, and they won all four. So that... Uh, that's a good thing. But the play of Evan Bouchard I want to talk about. That kid is so poised. He moves the puck. He can skate, and he's got a 103-mile-an-hour slap shot. When's the last time the Oilers had a young defenseman like that? I can't even think of the last time. Can you guys? Um, the plays like Bouchard, uh, no. I mean, the, the upside is huge with, with Evan. Uh, offensively, the plays he makes, the, the bomb he has from the point, the his ability to get the puck through. Uh, he reminds me, and now his, his upside might be higher, but I used to play with a guy named Doug Crossman who just never looked like he was ever going to panic. 
is like guys would be coming flying at him and he would just stand there and just make a little head fake and just move his body subtly and, and was able to make the play and guys would miss him all the time. And that's what it's like with Bouchard. It, it, there doesn't seem to be any urgency when he has the puck on his stick, yet he always seems to make the right play, gets the puck out, gets the puck on net. So uh, with the puck, there's not a problem with right now with, with his game. And he's just going to have to continue to learn how to play in his own zone, which all young defensemen uh, have to learn. And the only way he can learn is by playing at the NHL level. So it's been a nice start. And good. And again, just like we've talked about Ennis and, and Kara and any of these players that have come from the taxi squad and jumped in and have been prepared and ready, you got to give credit to Bouchard. He, he waited his turn. And when he got his opportunity, there wasn't, uh, a lag in his game because he hadn't been playing. He came in ready, prepared, and has been excellent. So, uh, again, it's just a- another addition to the Oilers that uh, they have the depth that if guys go down like a bear, you can put someone else in there and you can get the job done just as well. Well, Rob, I'm going to give you a bonus point for dropping a Doug Crossman reference on the audience tonight. <laughs> wow, like uh, I'm sure, I'm sure half our listeners are like, "Did Rob just make up a guy's name?" No, Doug Crossman's real. He's now 60 years of age. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it, I mean, nowadays Philadelphia Flyers now running the the Pittsburgh Penguins. They had to throw another <laughs> yeah. Philadelphia Flyer name out there in Doug Crossman. <laughs> Doug Crossman was drafted in the sixth round, 112th overall in 1979. Played Chicago, Philadelphia, Kings, Islanders, Whalers, Wings, Tampa Bay, and St. Louis. I I only remember him as a Flyer because he was on the two Flyers team that played against the Oilers in the Stanley Cup Finals in '85 and '87. Uh, Had some decent offensive years for. Sure. He, he was I, a good hockey player. How many games did he end up playing? He played a lot of games. Nine hundred and fourteen games. For, no, I, yeah. I do remember him being good. No, I'm not. I'm not uh, mocking him for being good. I'm just <laughs> surprised that's where that's where you went. <laughs> well, it just, it just, but it it just he's Evan Bouchard just never looks like he's under duress. Like just, just his whole demeanor on the ice. It's just like, oh, all right, here we go. Puck's coming to me. Gonna make a play. Where I've seen other guys where, well, Tyson Berry, for example, his feet, his hands, his head, every part of his body is always moving. So when they are out there, you're looking at two complete opposite guys that play really the same kind of game. Yeah, do it in two completely different ways. Dave Tippett has now coached 1,200 NHL games. Thanks to the 3-2 decision tonight, he has won 598 of them. Here's Tip. Dave, uh, your thoughts on Koskinen bouncing back tonight? I uh, made some real timely saves for us. You know, he uh, they threw a lot of pucks at the net there in the third period. He made a couple of real key saves at the right time to uh, preserve the two points for us. You needed some other guys to stay. I mean, it was a quiet night for Connor and Leon. They weren't rewarded on their chances. Just uh, what you saw to Kara and, and uh, for the second consecutive game along, obviously, with Archibald and, uh, and Ennis. Yeah, they've been real strong, you know, just just playing a real simple direct game. They're hard on pucks and, uh, um, you know, they got a couple big goals for us tonight. And that's, uh, uh, I mean, along with our D, but uh, but they, they played real two real strong games. And, you know, Ottawa, you got to give them credit. They worked hard. They, uh, they really uh, tried to take Connor and Leon's line out of the game. So it's great to see a, another line step up and have a strong game for us. Tony Brower, Oilers TV. Hey, Dave, despite being heavily outshot, you guys come out with the win tonight. How do you evaluate tonight's game? 
Uh, I think they pushed hard in the third. You know, there's some plays that we could have made uh, uh, better decisions on, just a little more poise with the puck. But that being said, you're coming in. We said all along this: the second game after you win the first one is the hardest to win. The team's going to push hard and try to uh, avenge their loss. So I like the way we hung around. We we scored timely goals. We got timely saves, and we found a way to get the two points. And speaking of those timely goals, all of them come from defensemen. You guys are now tied for the league lead in getting goals from the defensive uh, from the defensemen. Can you talk about how significant that is? Well, you're looking for balanced scoring all the way through, and obviously Connor and Leon take a big big chunk of it. But we can have secondary scoring, whether it's uh, um, the other two lines or from our D. That's a that's a huge help, and you'll see. I mean, that's the the tail of the tape tonight is our. our Defense come through and uh, and get big goals for us, and we found a way to win. Ryan Rashad, TSI. Dave, can you just give us a bigger picture thought on where you feel the overall game is right now? You piled some wins up and got some much needed points, but how how you as the coach feel about the, the different facets of it? Uh, there's 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 some parts that are that are really good. I mean, but then there's some other parts that I we've got to continue to improve. But, we're not a finished product by any stretch, but uh, we're moving in the right direction. So uh, we keep getting some points. That's what it's all about right now. We got to keep ourselves in the game. Um, care to elaborate on sort of some of the areas that you want to want to keep pushing the needle forward? No, there's lots of areas. We'll keep that internal. Jim Matheson, Post Media. Uh, Dave, uh, Darnell Nurse got five goals already in 15 games. He had five and 71 last year. Uh, is it one of those those cases where uh, he's just up on the play more, or does he have that sort of offense in him to to be a you know a goalie, a defenseman that maybe scores 15 or something like that, like a lot of offensive defensemen do? Well, he's uh, he's taken some more minutes this year just because of club bomb being out, get some more opportunity there. But he's uh, I like what he's doing. He's He's smart about when he's jumping in and he's uh, capitalizing on some shots. And some nights he gets fortunate, like the one tonight is, uh, you know, we got a fortunate got through the goalie, but then there's been other other nights where he's made really good shots and uh, and got on the board. So credit to him. He's uh, trying, to, trying to add from the back and he's being successful right now. Uh, what was the problem with the Zamboni after the first period? I think it blew a radiator or something they said. I don't know. Just radiator fluid all over the ice and good thing they got it off before it uh, before it melted too much of it. Good. Thank you. Derek Van Dees, Post Media. Uh, Dave, um, just wanted to ask you about beating a team four times regardless of where each team is in the standings. How tough is, is that to do, to beat a team four times in a row? Well, it's good. I mean, you're going to play teams nine and ten times, so you know you hope you can get points. I mean, that's and like I just talked about, that that second game of a two-game set is the hardest one to win because you're you know that they're going to come back hard. So, um, you know, we're we're just taking it game by game, but we know we're going to play teams a lot of times, and and it doesn't matter who you're playing, you got to try to find your points. So, uh, we've been fortunate. We caught. Uh, Caught Ottawa when they were down a little bit uh, when we were out to Edmonton, but the last two games they played real well, so we're we feel fortunate to get wins out of here. And is there an onus to win these games in regulation? You don't want three-point games because they're all divisional games this year. 
Well, I don't think we would mind three-point games, but every other team in the division that's watching it, nobody else wants three-point games. So, uh, you know, we'll take the take the points wherever we can get them. But when you're watching these games at night, you're you're hoping that they're decided with two points only for sure. All right, that's Dave Tippett, winning coach tonight. Oilers beat the Senators 3-2. His comments courtesy Mattress Superstore. Quickly, Bob Stoffer texting me. This is how good Doug Crossman was, Rob. He was on the 87 Canada Cup team. I forgot about that. He was that. good. No, yeah, if you're on that team, you were pretty good. Yeah, you know, I played with him, and he was talented. Smart, very, very smart hockey player, but very, very, very deliberate. So it was that's that was just when I watched Bouchard. That's when I, you know what, it reminds me a little bit of Doug Crossman. With a much, he's got a higher higher ceiling. Bouchard does, but just the way they play. Tippett was asked about the delay at the start of the second period. So some kind of leak with the Zamboni. So uh, maybe about a four or five minute delay there as the players were coming out and then couldn't go out on the ice. Rob, did you? No, you probably had periods that ended early because of fights so they tacked the rest of the time onto the next period that's not really a longer intermission was there ever a longer delay that you can remember because of equipment or glass being broken or anything like that well all all of the above i have i but i remember one of the longest one was in the minors there was a bat that was on the ice to start a period that we just started the period there was a whistle and the bat just kept swooping down at the players over and over again so the ref had to call the game and then they tried catching the bat and they're chasing, the refs are chasing it with t- towels, trying to throw it over top of the bat. And finally the bat landed on the ice and kind of got stuck in the water because it was a little wet to start the period. And it was there. And then the, the ref, the linesman went over with a towel and kind of threw it over top of the bat, then kind of skated away because he was scared. And it sat there for about a minute. And finally we had a guy on our team named Corey Bolio, big, tough defenseman. He eventually went over, picked it up with his hand, carried it over to the penalty box, put it in a bucket in the penalty box, looked at the ref like, okay, seriously, that was embarrassing, and we started. But, yeah, we were delayed because of a bat. Do you remember what city that was in? That was in Chicago. That was in our home rink in Chicago, yeah. Trust me, there's been a lot of different animals that have come through the rinks that I've played in. Bats, lots of birds that that have been flying down, swooping in the middle of the game. All of a sudden, you see someone out of the corner of your eye, like, what was that? And then you see this bird flying around, and... And the one cool thing, whenever we played in Chicago, we always had the circus come through. So you'd come out of your dressing room, there'd be tire, tigers and elephants and stuff. So that was kind of cool. The tigers were in cages, I hope. Yes, the elephants were. <laughs> the, the, the tigers were, yeah. Well, well the elephants wanted to enjoy the game. Yeah, well, they, I tell you, I could write an entire book just on my minor league tour. There were stories that you cannot believe. Most you should say on air. Well, you've told me some on and off air, and uh, I still hear new ones after almost eight seasons together. So that's you do have a lot of great stories for for sure. Oilers beat the Senators three two seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Rocket standing by. Hey, Rocket, go ahead. Hey guys, how are you doing? Good. Um, I I was just curious about taxi squads. It seems like the more and more we we use players from them, uh, the grittier our team gets and. That made me think about: Are these guys practicing more than 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 the, the rostered players? Players are because they seem to be more prepared in this kind of COVID environment. Well, uh, some days they would. Some some days, like if there's from what I've seen. No, I'm not. No, I'm not on the road rocket. You have to remember that. And and Rob can probably attest to this too. If you're if there's an optional skate. The taxi squad players or the scratch players, Rob, 
almost a hundred percent of the time are going to take are going to use that ice it's not a hundred almost a hundred percent it is a hundred percent of the time and uh guys usually at the bottom three or four forwards and the bottom five or six defensemen they also practice uh the, the difference right now is that with the taxi squad the ta- normally the taxi squad guys are the guys in the minors they would be playing in the ahl somewhere the three guys or two or three guys whatever the teams carry they would be with the team and they would practice with the regular team and all the taxi squad guys, taxi squad guys would be down the minors and i was saying before the game those guys are out of sight out of mind and as hard as you want you, you think you're playing down there or you think you're practicing you're still a long ways from the eyes of the coaching staff in edmonton and the gm in edmonton so you know i'm i'm a little tired today in my practice you know it was good but it wasn't as good as i could have been the details weren't there or, or the weight room or or in the game well it's third game in three nights in the minors maybe i'm just not physically I- engaged well these guys here the, the coaching staff there there'll be at least one coach watching every time the taxi squad takes the ice and usually all of them do and so the the battle level the compete level in in practice is something that they wouldn't have had in the minors so they're prepared they're ready and they also know that it's the bottom six players in edmonton right now is interchangeable dave tippett said he says he hasn't settled on a lineup yet so if you're the guys in the taxi squad if you get your chance and every guy has gotten one when you get your chance you want to like you know what i'm that's my spot so that's why when these guys are coming in they're ready they're nhl ready because they're only playing with nhl players and they there's a lot on the line when they get that opportunity they're not getting called up because of an injury which most time is the only time an nhl player comes up they're going in there because the nhl team now has the ability to carry 28 players so now you're going in because someone wasn't playing as well now you got a spot you've earned the spot through practice and now you want to keep it so the competition is higher than it ever will be from before and ever will be in the future with these taxi squad players because teams now have 28 or 29 whatever it is players that are competing for 20 spots every single day yeah and from what i've seen here in in town rocket sometimes they all practice together i mean there have been practices where the orders have five or six lines of forwards and and 9d so they're they're not always separated the taxi squad guys can practice with you know the 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 guys on the active roster and as we've seen once a player has cleared waivers it's pretty easy to shuttle them back and forth so definitely something different this year for sure do you want to finish the play absolutely all right you already have a hungry herd premium sampler box top quality meats delivered right to your door at everyday low prices hungry herd alberta owned and operated kellen what do you have here's bouchard right point shoots scores evan bouchard with a little snapshot from the right point and somehow that thing went all the way in and the oilers are up two to one all right that is evan bouchard scoring his second nhl goal tonight he scored his first nhl goal in the fall of 2018 when he played seven games for the oilers against what team rocket was it washington or toronto i'll give you a hint there is no connection to borea salming washington it was washington <laughs> hang on the line okay thank you reed
All right, your Rocket's name is going into the grand prize draw for a $1,000 gift certificate to Visions Electronics, courtesy PF Custom Countertops. Support local with a PF renovation. Get started at pfcustomcountertops.com. Well, I worked in a Boreas Solving reference, Rob. Let's see how often we can do that. That'll be, a, that'll be our streak. I know Connor and Leon's streak ended today at 10 games. Well, let's see how long we can get the Boreas Solving streak to go. Speaking of those, can you believe Dreisaitl nailed the post on that shot at the empty net with nine seconds left? Not only did he nail it, he nailed it like at 100 mile an hour. That thing hit the post and came flying all the way back out. I think it came right to Connor because Connor then had a chance. And I think Shabbat made the save on him. Both guys had chances on open nets to keep their streaks alive. And both were denied, one by a post and one by a kick save. Uh, I I would have probably bet the house that one of them, if not both, were going to get a point in the last 40 seconds as soon as the goalie was pulled. But uh, fortunately for me, I wasn't able to make the bet, and my wife and kids <laughs> are going to be able to sleep inside tonight, so that's good. But uh, what I, I think someone, one of my buddies, uh, tweeted something. It's the first time since 2017 that the Oilers have won with neither of them getting a point in a hockey game. Pretty yeah, Jack, here, I'll double-check that. Jack put it out. Uh, yeah, so that's a pretty I had, amazing I had it feat. open. So uh, or, yeah, I mean, Oilers, Oilers win for the first time since November 28th, 2017 without a point from either guy. <laughs> that is, I mean, that is amazing. That's a long time. Absolutely amazing. It shows you two things. One, that your star players are really good and they get a lot of points. And two, that the Oilers have not had a lot of secondary scoring over the last number of years because they weren't able to win. But tonight they did. Great goaltending and fantastic defense jumping up in the play and good secondary scoring got them two points. 3-2 win over Ottawa. We got your news and weather coming up. You're still going to hear from Tyson Barry. More time for your feedback, 780-496-0063. It's Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Was looking for the rebound, couldn't get a hold of it, and the puck on the end boards. White's got it now for Ottawa. He's passed it to Donoff. Good job, McDavid picks it off. He'll come in over the line with Archibald. To Archibald, the shot. Oh, the save made by Murray off of Archibald. Yeah, that was a big chance for Josh Archibald with just over three minutes left in the third. He was trying to score for the second straight game. Matt Murray able to come up with the stop. He was uh, good tonight, uh, just like he was good yesterday, but he came on in relief tonight, was not overly busy. Nine saves on nine shots as the Oilers were badly outshot in this one, 42-22, including 30-10 over the last two periods. But they get the 3-2 win. They're 8-7 and seven on the season, and they finish up their four-game road trip Thursday visiting the Montreal Canadiens. Let's check the scoreboard here for Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. Jets and Flames scoreless with about three and a half minutes left in the first. Sharks lead the Kings 2-0 late in the first period. Four minutes left in the first in Vegas. Golden Knights up 1-0 on the Ducks. Early in the third, it's the Blackhawks and the Stars tied 1-1. After two, the Lightning looking for another win and looking good. 3-1 lead over the Nashville Predators. And it was the Panthers winning again. 2-1 over the Red Wings. And that is your look at the Edmonton trailer scoreboard. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, Heartland Ford, overtime open line. You can get in touch, 780-496-0063. All right, Rob. Well, tell me a little bit about how, how I mean, it's it's so interesting this year because it's the same opponents over and over again. We, we've talked about teams needing to beat Ottawa 
The Oilers have done that. Do you view the Montreal game as, I, I mean, do we call it a measuring stick game? I mean, you can't, I mean, it's great to beat Ottawa, but you can't go 0-9 against the Canadians. I mean, they have been able to split against the Leafs. They're, they're 0-2 against the Habs. One of those losses, a, a really bad loss in the third game of the season. So how do you sort of weigh Thursday's game? Well, if you're thinking about winning a division or having home ice advantage in the first round, well, then you got to win the series against the Montreal Canadiens. Because to me, right now, the two best teams that we've seen, because I think we've seen every team now, so yeah, so the two best teams that we've seen have been Montreal and Toronto. And the others are now 2-2 two and two against Toronto and 0-2 oh against Montreal. So if you want to win the division and you want to have home ice, you're going to have to win the season series against those two teams. Montreal's good. Uh, they, they're deep on the back end. is the best defense probably, possibly in the league, but certainly in the Northern Division. They got two excellent goaltenders, so there's no drop-off, really, when you go from one game to another, if you play, both, if play them in a series. They don't have a lot of stars up front, but they, they have no difference between their first and fourth line. They got depth. So they are a, a good hockey club, so you get to really test yourself. What it shows you in your, on your team is it shows you what deficiencies you have, what your weaknesses are because they will try to expose them. If the others win the game, it doesn't crown them champs of the division. If they lose the game, it doesn't mean they're going to be a non-playoff team. But you're going to have to start beating good teams if you want to be a a, a team that uh, is there at the end of the season, a top-four team or possibly a top-two team. So it, it's fun. I, these are games you get up for. It, it doesn't matter if there's... I mean, it'd be way more fun if there was fans in the in the stands, but going to Montreal is special. So uh, I look forward to a good game. It's a different kind of game than you see from Ottawa. They, they, they are a fast skating. They move the puck well, and they have some physicality on the back end. So it'll be a test for the Edmonton Oilers. That'll be our adjustment of the game for Alberta's chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com slash hockey. He scored tonight his second of the season. Here's defenseman Tyson Berry. Hey Tyson, all three goals come from the back end today. Can you just talk about the confidence that you guys have as a group on the back end? Because you guys have been chipping in offensively all season long. Yeah, I think it's it's coming for us. I think we've been doing a good job at um, getting in the getting in the play and supporting our forwards and um, getting some shots through from the point. And you know we're kind of scoring in, in all sorts of uh, different ways right now. So that's really nice. And that was, that's it for me. Thank you. Next question, Derek Van Dees, Post Media. Hey, Tyson, uh, you know, Miko Koskinen came off a pretty tough effort in Calgary. Can you just talk about his game today? I know he bailed, uh, he bailed you guys out a couple of times today with uh, maybe a couple of turnovers in your own zone. Yeah, he was great. Um, I think, you know, we didn't help him out much in Calgary either. And then um, he comes in tonight and plays a great game. And um, I think the second half of the game, he made some huge stops. And um, we would like to be better with the puck in, in some areas. And, um, some key parts of the game, but um, you know we got the two points. Miko was great, and that's uh, you know we're over 500 now. Can you give me a thought on just beating a team four times in a row, regardless of who the team is or where they are in the standings? How tough is it to to beat a team four times in a row? Yeah, uh, it's it's tough. I, I think they played uh, they played us hard, really hard the last two games, and um, they're obviously a good, hardworking young team, and um, they beat Montreal two games ago. So you know anybody can beat anybody, and um, it's nice we were able to get uh, get four in a row against them. Mark Spector, Sportsnet. So you guys have won five out of six. Uh, you're playing with confidence. Uh, what are the things that you're seeing now 
maybe in your game and in the team game? What's what's going well now that wasn't going well then? Uh, I think you kind of nailed it with the confidence and guys are starting to you know put some games together and and play with uh play with a little more confidence and we're we're getting comfortable with each other and we're getting some stability and um yeah i don't know if you can put your your finger on one thing but i think we're you know we're just kind of uh pushing the pace a lot more and that's the way our team i think has to play if we're going to be successful you get montreal coming up i would think that you're in a perfect spot to go in and play the best team in the north and uh see how you measure up is that fair yeah yeah absolutely we're um like you said, I think we won five of six, so we're feeling we're feeling confident about ourselves. And obviously, Montreal's had a great start, but um, you know we're going to see them a bunch this year, so we got to beat them. Jim Matheson, Post Media. Uh, Tyson, what did you see on your goal? From watching it on TV, it looked like the goalie you bobbled the puck, and the goalie was completely you know gave you a third of the net because he went the other way, and you shot it back. Is that how you saw it? Uh, I think I, I think I've made a move, less of a bobble, but um, no, I, okay. honestly, I haven't, I haven't seen it. I, I uh, Chaser made a great pass, and I kind of just faked the wrister, and then was the guy got a stick. Uh, he was his stick was coming, so I just shot it, and um, I actually haven't seen the replay yet, so I'm not sure where. I think it went like far side low, so yeah. um, he must have must have thought I was headed more the other way. Super, thank you. Next question, Ryan Rashad, TSN. I thought it was a, a nice move, Tyson. Um, appreciate that. Someone appreciates her around here. <laughs> Sorry, Maddie. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> when you guys were having a, a tough time putting up the wins, um, how do you think you did as a group, kind of keeping your spirits where it needed to be? And now that you're on the right side of it recently, you know, how different is it, uh, just the feeling of positivity around the group? Yeah, it's different. We've got we've got a good leadership group in there, some older guys and some some great young leaders. So um, the the funny thing about this league is you play well some nights and you don't get the results, and other nights, you know, you find a way to grind it out. So we did a good job staying positive through uh, kind of the ups and downs, and that's going to be crucial in a season like this with uh, you know the the shortened season and every point meaning so much. You can't get too down on yourself or or too high when things are going well. So I think we did a good job early. You played against Darnell Nurse for a number of years. Now you're you're playing next to him. I mean, he's 25 plus minutes a night. Uh, he's he's putting up some numbers this year. Uh, what are you seeing in the guy next to you? Oh, Nurse, he's so solid. He's uh, he's a big guy who skates incredibly well for for his, for anyone's size really. And then uh, you know the way he's moving the puck and and shooting the puck and he's uh, he's playing great. And I'm really enjoying playing with him. All right, a little bit there from Tyson Berry. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown with you. It wasn't, wasn't, he didn't bobble the puck. He knew exactly what he was doing. I, actually, I didn't think he bobbled the puck. I, I did think he, I'd have to watch it again. I didn't think he moved it to, to get a better shot away. But I think that no, the, the puck, the puck rolled, but I, I don't think that's him bobbling it. I think he just went, I, he knew exactly what he was doing. He's pushing it one way. And as you go one way, you're, as a player, you always want to throw it back the other side because the goalie is coming across. So you're hoping just to catch him leaning too far. And on this case, uh, the goalie was leaning about three and a half feet too far. So there was a lot of space to throw the puck. Uh, it was a nice play by Barry, who uh, the confidence level, and he talked about confidence, is, is what, 200% better than what he had a week and a half, two, two weeks ago. I mean, we had people calling in, talking about he shouldn't be in the lineup. They should bench him. They should get him off the power play. And in the last four or five games, he's been excellent. Uh, and he's doing exactly what the others had hoped him, hoped for him to do. And I think that's why uh, there's always got to be patience. 
with players. And I think that's what Dave Tippett has shown, especially with players that have got a pedigree uh, that he knows what they've done in the past, that he, he knows they're capable of being better than they are and that the leash is a little bit longer. So uh, the, the Oilers uh, team and the owner's management is happy that Dave Tippett made the right decision and kept playing Barry and pushing him to allow him to become the player that we're seeing now. All right, Oilers win 3-2 in Ottawa. You can get us at 780-496-0063. It's 844. Quick timeout on Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Edmonton wins in Ottawa tonight. Brown, Nurse, Bouchard in the first period. Barry in the second. Dodonoff in the third on a breakaway. Got that long flip pass from Mike Riley. to or Was that the flip pass, Rob? No, I got that wrong. That was a regular pass. Yeah, this was a really good good pass. He was standing still in his own corner, and he snapped it all the way up there, got him in full stride. He got behind Cuckoo. And I'm, you know, I, I'm glad the Oilers won, but I really needed Dadanov to score because I have him in my hockey pool and he hasn't really been doing a lot. Larson helped me out last night by scoring for Dadanov. So this one helped me out a little bit too. It was the uh, Barry tried to flip it out late in the third and he didn't get it far enough. And then Paul walked in and got that good shot. That was right before Ottawa pulled the goalie. That's why well, I got flipped it up with that Yeah, Barry tried flipping it out and he only flipped it about seven feet. It was yeah. He didn't get um, he didn't get it over no. the blue line. It came down right at the blue line. Yeah. So and I think that Paul kid's a pretty tall kid too. He was able to grab it, and yeah, that was a scary moment. That's one of those. There's certain players that are very good at flipping the puck. There's other guys that are just okay or good. And Barry, I mean, that was might have been one just to fire it off the glass and hope that it doesn't go for an icing. But that that was a, probably Ottawa's best chance late in the hockey game to tie the game. Uh, this texture says, do you think Smith plays against Montreal yes. based on his puck handling performance? I just think he probably plays against Montreal. Plays. Uh, yeah, absolutely. How do waivers work in regards to taxi squad? Also is a question. Yeah. You still, a player still has to clear waivers to be put on the taxi squad. If he's normally eligible for players, uh, for waivers, obviously some of the, the younger guys or players on ELCs aren't. And but then I mean, it's, isn't it's, it, if you're waived, you have 30 days of being able to go up and down or something like yes. that. Yes. Which okay. I, which I think is usually how it, it is anyway. So, yeah. yeah. So somebody that's been like a, a chase on has been waived. So those so guys now, are going back and forth. Ennis is yeah. going back and forth. A couple other guys, Shore goes, uh, Kara would be able to go back and forth. I'm probably missing Nygaard. I'm probably missing a couple of times, but anyway, uh, this texture says, I like, I think that these are, this is Chris here. He says, I think the Oilers are passing better this year, making the quick play, or is that just me? There were a couple times when I thought the play was dead, but there's some skill to make a play most times. I love it. You can see the compete level, and you can see clearly who can't keep up this year. Easy to put the right lineup together. Uh, well, I, I think there's there's more skill. I mean, we'll see if there's enough skill to, to be a you know a, a really really good team by the end of the year. I mean, Ennis was on the fourth line yesterday, Rob, and scored a skilled goal. We haven't seen that from a depth mm-hmm. oiler for a, a long time. I think keeping plays alive, though, I, I think that's not just passing. They've they've had some guys who are really dogging the puck the last few games. Well, I think that was really noticeable in both games, yeah, against Ottawa, where. The, the Senators, and we've seen this in the past where the Oilers get stuck in their own zone a, long, a lot because they, they're trying to make their decisions after they get the puck. And we saw that with the Senators today. They get the puck, try to make a decision, but by that time it's too late. 
and the Oilers were pestering them. Uh, normally, Yamamoto is by far the best on the team at doing that, and you see that game in, game out. But the last couple of games, everyone, uh, that any time an Ottawa Senator had the puck, there was one Oiler on him, and there was another Oiler attacking as well. And Ottawa figured it out after the first period and got much better of just getting the puck out and and trying to fight it out in the neutral zone because when the Oilers in the first period, every time the Senator tried to make a play, they would turn it over because they were taking too long to make the play. So the Oilers are getting much better at that. And I think that, again, is competition. There's, as, as Dave Tippin, I, I love the line he said the other day, usually there's two or three people that are mad at you. Now there's eight or nine because there's that many guys sitting out. So the competition is so high that whether you get five minutes in one game, eight minutes, 12, 15, whatever you get, you got to make sure you make the most of it because there's eight guys or nine guys that are ready to take your spot. So that's why you've seen uh, the compete level, as that texter just said, is much better this year because the competition to get into the lineup is much harder. Oilers win 3-2 in Ottawa. Back for some final thoughts. Heartland Ford, overtime open line. Oilers win 3-2 in Ottawa. Rob Brown, I have some random trivia for you, believe it or not. Okay, I'm ready. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so three defensemen scored for the Oilers tonight. The last time that happened was November 13th, 2018, a 6-2 win over Montreal. Russell, Benning, and Nurse scored. So three Mm -hmm. different defensemen scoring in a game. That was the last time that happened. And I checked with NHL stats, and they got back to me. Only twice in franchise history have four different defensemen scored in a game for the Oilers. March 21st, 2004, Bergeron, Cross, Brewer, and Smith. And January 11th, 87, Muni, Bukaboom, Coffee, and Greg. This is probably interesting to no one except me, but there it is. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you didn't ask me either of those games to name who the defensemen were because I've only would have named one of the eight. I would have named Coffee in his era. That would be the only one I would have named. So I would have made that would have looked really silly trying to guess those ones. Four defense that's pretty good though. That helps you win a hockey game if four defensemen score in a game. We're going to see some good defensemen on Thursday night when the Oilers visit the Montreal Canadiens. Of course, it's on 6.30, Chad, but the face-off show at 3.30. The game will start at 5. Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. I'll have inside sports from 6 to 8. Get more on this game on 6.30Ched.com or globalnews.ca. Thanks to Troy Bowler, our game day engineer, and Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer, back at 6.30, Ched. Oilers beat Ottawa 3-2. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. You've been listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Have a great night.